Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good start. I can't get the mic out of the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chat with Jolly. Live. <laughs> Live-ish. Live-ish. We've got a lo- lovely little lovely little show for you today. It's very sunny in Scotland, so everyone's out there with their little meat pie in the sun, having the time of their life. A little can of... I don't know what they're drinking. Coconut water. Because it's the fringe, that's probably what they're drinking. But we'll get onto the stage, my beautiful guests. First, let me have a little round of applause for the gorgeous, well, big round of applause, Reese Nicholson. <laughs> Beautiful. Let me have a little seat there, babe. And then the gorgeous, Shelf. Oh. Well done, Milky. That was very life affirming. Yeah. <laughs> gorgeous. Oh, you go for the no. The no sock. Now look, this has been. I'm wearing a, a socket. Oh, you got a socket. And the amount, but it does look like I have just like some sort of skin problem. Um, yeah, that looks like just one giant layer of flaky skin. Yeah. Well, no offense, Reese. You know what? It's that point what of the fringe. Seen. Aren't we all a big flaky piece of skin at this point? Um, <laughs> people true. get very weird about the no socks or the or the sockets, and I don't know how else to because I feel like if I was to wear like a white sock or something, it would be very Michael Jacksony. And I feel like that's fallen out of fashion, Diane. It is. It has. I mean, you can't see the sock. That's when I don't like it, when the little sock just pops up. Pops up, yeah. Winking. Yeah, like a tissue on a shoe. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Shelf, my beautiful babes, I only saw you recently. We was doing a little festival together, weren't we? Yeah, it was lovely. Lovely time. Yeah, really nice. Do you know what happened, though? At one point, I went up to us both, because you were sat there, and I said, oh, you don't have to stick around and watch me. You went, we're waiting for our amp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I actually it. didn't want to be here. That's quite rude, yeah. <laughs> we're just staying here out of duress. <laughs> we're waiting for our amp. But it was a nice little festival, wasn't it? It was lovely, yeah. It was, it was so really nice. good. But what it rained. was the festival? Deer Shed. Deer Shed. Yeah. Right. I'm not from this place, so <laughs> I've asked and then... Well, I've got no backup questions. <laughs> Where was that? That was in... Um, uh, Thirsk. 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 All of these are made up words. Thirsky Every work. single one of them. Yeah, well, that is London. You know when you're on a train, they're like, Cockleton. Yeah. yeah. The next station is Bimblecock. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Milky's from. Cockfosters is always my favourite. Is it? Have you and been? And mud, and there's something mud. Mud shoot. Mud shoot. Mud shoot and Cockfosters. And I'm from Australia where we made yeah. up everything. Anyway, Have so. a nice drink of mud shoot down in Cockfosters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the place to be. It's beautiful. Now, this is your first festival isn't it guys it's our first proper festival yeah it's our first doing it in a paid venue we've done weird little things in free fringe venues done oh. the low word before at free fringe venues so it's the first time we've had like someone on the door and tech and yeah, lights. lights that's been a huge change I is, think. That a big, is that a big you know big leap it's is it nerve wracking and a lot of money <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and where's that where's that coming from is it are you on a borough? Yeah. <laughs> I think we uh, we both like kept um, full time day jobs for longer than was reasonable while we were doing comedy, and then we saved all the money we got from comedy and put it in a platonic joint account that we share. Oh, which um, one is it? Uh... Matt West. Oh. <laughs> oh. But Actually, we're thinking of switching. I, I can't access it. Well, so Ruby's got our joint money, and I just have to trust her. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't. This is no, getting very Simon and Garfunkel yeah. very quickly. <laughs> Well, me and Milky have got a monzo, and we've both got a little card. And if, we, if he says, Diane, I need some Cheerios, I say, go for your life. <laughs> <laughs> and you can both access it. Maybe we should do Let's that. Let's do that. Honestly, monzo's yeah. a way forward. <laughs> but this is obviously your, uh, your legendary fringe visitor. Really? Oh, you are. I remember actually our first fringe. That was what? Oh, yeah. 
what was that, eight, nine years ago? Yeah. And I saw your face, I thought, oh, he's interesting. I used to see, you would sing, we would, our venues were right next to each other, and you would sing in, like, the pasture. Is that right? Have I made this up? This sounds like so long in the past. <laughs> Singing in the pasture when this was all Oh, I've, pa- I've, sung, I've sung in a pasture or two in my past. Don't get me wrong. But I can't think of what pasture that was. Or, like, or maybe, I don't know. I, but I used to walk, because, you know, we both... We both dress, we dress up for, oh, for yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. And I think we would have this unspoken, we'd walk past each other and just have this unspoken, like, I don't know who you are, but you, you don't got know it. who I am, but yeah, let's yeah. work together. And we got the same hair, kind yes. of the same hair. Yeah, color. yeah. Very f- I think people will probably walk around thinking we were brother and sister all the time. <laughs> well, I think you'd probably be more like my son. Oh, thank sure. you. Wasn't fishing like what I caught? No, <laughs> well, of course you were. But I handed you it anyway, a nice big trout. <laughs> Please, so, sit down, everyone, please. <laughs> I like to ask at this stage, you know, where's your digs? Where because am I living? I imagine you're probably up in the castle. Yeah. With Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I'm not allowed to talk about that. But, um, no, we, where am I? I'm living kind of like, well, as, as we know, this year there's been a big old, you know, we've got Appgate and we've got a Comgate. Um, um, where am I living? Like, I don't even know, we were just talking about this, but I keep forgetting what area I live in. You know, Ruby. Oh, I want to say like Haymarket, kind of. Yeah, it's it's near the strip clubs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm kind <laughs> of I'm living. Look, I'm part timing. I got a lot of day <laughs> shifts. Um, can you imagine anything worse than me trying to strip? Um, no. Wh- why do you ask? Well, because it's a, like like you said, because of all the you know controversy around accommodation. I like to get a little idea of the coziness, but if you've got a nice little cosy vibe or Yeah, it's it's cozy, but it's nice. It's it's like, you know, we we paid a bunch of so much more money than we should have for it, but sure. Um, I'm not living in student accommodation. I'm very glad to not be living in student accommodation. It is ooh, sorry. Ooh Yeah, don't go there. Yeah. Yeah, my door doesn't have a key card reader on it that beeps, and no. I, I don't have like an ensuite that's just a toilet and a I hole. I set the alarm off every time I walk out of Tesco. <laughs> just put it that way. I've got so many fobs hanging off me. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Have you got a nice gaff though? Yeah, it's I bet all right. it's a bit classy. You keep thinking of new and fun ways, very English ways to say house. Oh yeah, well I've just got them all in here. I'm Digs, like a little gaff. Ve- I'm a little vocabulary dispenser. <laughs> I could think of loads. Gaff. Digs, scrubs. I need four more. Give me four more. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I don't... No, I'm going to do it now. You set me a challenge. <laughs> Den? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So maybe a fox? Yeah. Cubby? Oh. Two more. Ends? Ends? It's very urban. <laughs> and then I've got one more, right? Mm. Come on, Milky, deliver. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give that a round of applause. Why not? And you were here last night, weren't you, for the karaoke? I was, yes. Uh, I didn't. So, um, believe by share got taken pretty early on, and that's kind of my, it's my go-to. It was a bit like the who's who of comedy in here last night. Basically, just taking it in turns to do karaoke. And imagine if you were a poor little, you know runner on the fringe you're just sitting there looking I ain't never going to get a chance because yeah. <laughs> who walks up next and uh, Patty Harrison walks up and then it's <laughs> Olga Cock walks up and then it's Kiri Pritchard McLean yeah. walks up and then you're just like okay alright what is this the Royal Variety <laughs> <laughs> and they're all surprisingly good at singing aren't they oh, that's yeah. what yeah. it's disgusting it's outrageous because I'm in a musical comedy double act and I'm tone deaf and I'm just looking at all these comedians who can sing beautifully but don't need to to be funny. And just like, what, what the hell? You are ain't tone deaf, though. I've heard you sing. No, I am. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I am. I just pretend and Ruby sings. Yep. Oh, well, we'll try that <laughs> later. What's your, what's your background, then? Where did you, you know, where did you meet and what's the vibe? Uh, so we both grew up in Tulse Hill in South London oh, yeah. and our houses are across the street from each other. Um, we can see each other's houses from our windows. And I think our parents were friends. And yeah, so our mums knew each other, and Ruby's the year below me. And so uh, my mum... Got it. Sorry, still, still, still boasting. Um, uh, Ruby's the year below me, so my mum asked me to walk Ruby to school on her first day. Oh, that's school. sweet. Yeah, except Ruby actually had loads of friends that she was walking to school with, so I kind of just showed up outside her house and was like, oh, and Ruby didn't know I was going to be walking, so she just walked straight past me with all these other friends, and I just walked behind them. 
Like a tiny bodyguard. Yeah, just walked, and then I waited after school to walk her back and did the same thing. And, that was, and then eventually we started chatting, and then we became friends. What a thoroughly depressing story. Yeah. <laughs> and is that the tragedy, and you've added time to that? So yes. Yeah. Now we're comedy. Funny, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How did you end up in comedy then? What made you go in so that I direction? So did, I did comedy at uni, um, and then Ruby came to visit in Edinburgh. Saw the sketch troupe, thought they were shit, but I was quite funny and was like, oh, do you want to just do it as a double act instead? And we saw, like, the pin at the time. Oh, we were yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. Maybe we should try that. They're mates. They're funny. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, and then when, when I mean, as Rachel might have told you, I'm in the year below her. Um, so <laughs> once, <Quiet>. we <laughs> once we both graduated, we just started um, insanely doing sketch comedy at, like, open mic nights. Um, and then just, yeah, kept at it from there. Yeah. I wonder what happened to Pin. I mean, they were good, but you must know this. You see so many people, don't you? And they kind of, when you do the fringe for a long time, they just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> you think, oh, he's, you know, he's gone back to banking, or they've gone back to, I don't know. Or oh, they work in arts admin now. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think they were in a oh. feature film, though, The Pin. Oh. I think The Pin oh. are doing really well. <laughs> are they? The Pin are doing really, really very well. <laughs> Yeah, they're on West End. They're like Sorry, can we yeah. get you a seat <laughs> up on the stage? <laughs> Babe? <laughs> Nothing like an, uh, an opinionated audience member, is there? <laughs> we'll taste them on the way out. But you know what I mean there? I'm not necessarily saying pin particularly. I'm just saying all these acts. Yeah, it doesn't apply with the pin. The pin are very successful. They've done well. Okay, sure. Well, excluding them, <laughs> you do get a lot of people on the way, you know. And it's sad because... A lot of people can't afford to do it. Well, they can't, they can't stay in the arts for long, can no. they? Because they get, you know... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all just... Do you know what? I used to, the worst thing I reckon I've ever done in my life... This isn't true. I mean, this is true that I did this, but it's not the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, I used to do this thing when I would be feeling down, like almost a decade ago, my first Fringe, was I would search on the Fringe website the word cancelled <laughs> and... Just scroll through the oh. graveyard of people that had to cancel their things. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Terrible. It's real. I know wow. that's really bad. And that made you feel better. Well, it often backfires <laughs> because sometimes it would be someone who cancelled their run because they got a big movie or something yeah. like that. But most of the time, because this is such an open fringe. God, I sound like such an awful person now. Because <laughs> um, this is such an open festival, it often would be someone who like. You know, there's those venues that are like three miles out of town and it'll yeah. be just like, Margaret's giving it a go because she got divorced and is trying to give comedy a go for the first time. And her, fi her stepkids must have like talked her out of it on the second last day. Anyways. <laughs> well, there is always a woman. There's always a woman or, you know, like an older man stood outside Tesco with a flyer just kind of staring at yeah. their scotch oh egg. Yeah, and they've yeah. just lost all will to live. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. that makes me so sad. A lot of Brian's out there. A lot yeah. of Brian's oh, yeah. just giving it a giving it a whack. That'll be me yeah. next year. Yeah, <laughs> she can't take this. That's what the show's called. <laughs> just with my meal deal, my chicken Caesar wrap. Oh. Anyone want to come to see me show? I had a nightclub last year. Now I'm doing it in a church reception in Leith. I'm in a church reception in Leith. <laughs> come and have a pew. There's only two, but. <laughs> She's like, well, I've got a collection at the end. Just put in food. <laughs> I don't care about money. Just put food in. <laughs> is it supportive in Australia, like the comedy scene? Is it... Because it's a bit... It's a, quite hard here, isn't it, I think, comedy? Yeah. It's, not, it's not supported particularly by, you know, the arts. Unless you do an Arts Council funding thing and then you have to... That's hell for dyslexics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're never going to get any art. Arts funding. We, uh, no, like, I, I mean, not, not on a governmental level, no. Comedy is, we, I co-own a, a comedy club in oh Melbourne, dear. and during at the beginning of the pandemic, we, like, you know, went to some of the funding bodies to be like, hi, um, this isn't great, uh, is, can we maybe apply for some grants? And the woman literally said on the phone, look, comedy isn't really a thing that we fund. We're more about, um, and she said, could you make it seem like cabaret? <laughs> Oh, what to get like, the money? Yeah, wow. to get the money. It was like we're more we're more into cabaret, which 
Why is that know. better funded? That's yeah. Yeah. That's well, I, I don't know who else is funding cabaret. Anyway, I, I don't want to throw money at the gays. They'll yeah. make it work. Do you know what I mean? Pink pound. There's always an excuse. They're a minority. But <laughs> we literally put in out that we're a comedy theatre, not a comedy club. So we just see more. But you know, it's good that Opera Australia is getting millions of dollars. Anyway, this just seems like the wrong avenue to to purge <laughs> this into. Um, no, get the bitterness out. I like it. But yeah, no, I mean, look, but as an industry, we're very so. But I feel like industry level, we're supportive, and and so is the UK, right? I feel like everyone, like the fringe, we're all getting through this together. I mean, we'd kill each other for a spot on something, but you know what I mean, like on a most yeah, level, like I guess so. But I mean, you got you have all the the festivals out there, don't you? Like the Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne International yeah. Comedy Festival and Sydney Comedy. And are they are they like this? Are they as kind of competitive as an expensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not as big. The thing about my country is we are the size of America, right? The size of America, but we have 20 million people living in the whole place. But, like, we don't... Uh, yeah, we just don't have the, the, the population for it. I guess I think I gave you a boring answer. I'm sorry. No, I think that's a valid answer. I mean, you know, it's just... Here, I think, like you said, there's been so much heat on the fringe that, you know, I think a lot of people are getting quite eggy with it. But the Adelaide fringe doesn't seem to have that much of a... No, we do a, have a negative representation amongst artists. Anyway, people I've heard have all been quite positive about it. We we do we have tall poppy syndrome. We call it. Have you heard about that? Where if mm. someone grow, it's like when poppies tall grow taller than the rest, you cut them down. So as soon as someone becomes successful in another country, we will tell them to die. <laughs> like we do, we will like Rebel Wilson, main example of like someone gets successful, and we're like, well, she lied about her age. <laughs> like we just find something weird about her. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it with anyone. And then as soon as someone tries to come back, we're very, well, 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 look who came crawling back to do local theatre and support the arts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at Guy Pearce, though. He was welcomed back with open arms in old... Uh, in, yeah, Ramsey Street. R- Ramsey. And uh, Kylie Minogue, who apparently doesn't talk anymore. Did you see that? She doesn't say a single word when she came back to Ramsey Street. Do you know what? I do know this on the QT. She just had some quite severe surgery. Oh. And she couldn't... It was cosmetic. Yeah. <laughs> and she couldn't open her mouth. Just like, just like Leslie Ash. Do you remember that happened to her? No? Okay, that's niche. <laughs> she basically had so much, like, lip filler... Yeah. ...that she looked like a purse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a kiddie's purse that you have to squeeze to open. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby bell. Looks like she, you know, was permanently kissing a baby bell. It weren't pretty. I saw the most amazing show at the Fringe a few years ago that was um, like an evening with Jason Donovan. Oh. And it was just... I mean, it was exactly what you expected it to be. He basically just held up, like, the Technicolor dream coat and just went, and that's what I wore. And then someone... And then there was questions from the audience. Like a theatrical version of, like... um, What's that restaurant called? Deshoom. No, no, no. (laughs) Actually, the complete opposite to that. Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet they own a Jason... No, they probably don't. I bet he works (laughs) They definitely don't. But he's... I mean, he looks terrified now, Jason Donovan. Like, he's being chased by a ghost or something, doesn't yeah. he? No, he did for a brief period, but now I think he's gotten better. <laughs> so all the memories he's chased by, you know, because he had a couple of rough years. God, I know it. I saw him down the flick. Blimey, <laughs> alrighty. <laughs> we had to stop the all-you-can-eat buffet because of him. I'll tell you what. There's only so much chicken in a basket a man can eat. <laughs> Ruby. Now, um, yeah. <laughs> you... I've got a little bit of an American... Is that an American accent? It is a little bit of an American accent, yeah. What's the story there? Um, well, it shouldn't have happened. So I grew up in like Brixton in South London. Um, when I was a kid, that was the accent that I had. But my mum is from America, and her family all live in California. We used to go back and forth and visit them. And I just sort of slowly developed this. Um, and now it's kind of gone too far, and I can't get rid of it. So My dad's American. Look at that. Oh. You got the passport? Yeah, you got the passport. I got the passport, Isn't that yeah. useless these days? Not for tax reasons, but yeah, no, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah same. <laughs> Blimey, all right. You start your own podcast about, you know... Tax evasion. Tax, tax evasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd listen. We'll have the FBI on us. No, they wouldn't bother me. Not again. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a run of shows at Mar-a-Lago, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Donald are like that. He actually came to the flick. <laughs> He did. I saw him swallow a watermelon hole. <laughs> it's like an adder. He just, <laughs> he just put it in. Yeah. The whole thing just disappeared. 
and he did a little watermelon burp at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, That's actually quite refreshing. For him. Then he left, didn't say a word, dead behind the eyes. I'll never, for, I'll never forget that night. It was a good night. Now, your shows, I mean, so Reese. Yeah. You have to forgive me because I misgendered you earlier. Oh, that's okay. But actually, when I saw you all those times ago, I imagine you probably, I don't know how you identified then, but you've had a bit of a journey, haven't you, with your self-identity recently? And it's something, is it something you talk about in your, in yeah, your show? Yeah, my show, it's not about it, but yeah, imagine if then I was like, I don't know what you're talking about and stormed out. Um, I told you that in confidence. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, my, my, and this is, I keep forgetting that, like, so my show is about, yeah, I came out as non-binary last year, but in, I, I keep forgetting that I haven't yeah, told. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting that I haven't told heaps, like, everyone in my life about, because it was just, I figured, like, ah, I'll just do a show about it and that'll spread. <laughs> and uh, genuinely, there have been friends coming to my shows. Because it's, it's one of those things where it was always on the cards and it hasn't changed my life in like a deep, deep... It's, more, it's nice to be able to talk about it and stuff, but it was just, you know, uh, it was just something... That, and, and even pronouns-wise, I prefer they, but it, like, it's new enough that I... I was talking to someone who also came out as non-binary recently and we realised how we both have just... will occasionally misgender ourselves. Like, it's like yeah. we are Pavlov's dog to he. Um, but no, it is nice. I don't know. And it feels like it's getting more of a thing, right? Like, not more of a thing, but more, more and more people are, are kind of coming out as gender fluid, I think, because it, it feels... Anybody these days that is so determined to be like, no, I'm a man... Imagine being like, I am a man. It's like, have you heard what they've been up to? I, uh, I'd be distancing myself from that group as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. But it's weird, isn't it, that you, you feel like you have to give a an excuse yeah like, why do you need to give an excuse yeah. as to why you you want to explain like you you know it's like my manager hazel she was married right but now good on her she's not she's divorced but if someone calls her miss <laughs> she'll kick off <laughs> and the minute someone says anything about non-binary she's like oh god and i'm like sorry <laughs> hazel <laughs> Hypocrite much? <laughs> it's, it's so weird that the people that care most about it, you know, are the hyacinth bouquet bucket people. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's those kind of people in it. They're so concerned about the way everyone else perceives them, yet they can't give someone else the freedom and what, something that makes them feel comfortable. Yeah, bizarre. totally. Yeah. And it's like, that, someone explained to me recently, because I also even think they isn't quite the, like... It's that's why people do get they get kind of weird and clumsy about it. But then someone said to me that like they is actually in like ancient like with a singular pronoun like mm. even before he and she was. So it's like I don't know. Shut the fuck up about <laughs> it. <laughs> but it yeah. is something you talk about it a bit in your shows, don't you? About yeah. kind of the idea of gender or you know the yeah certainly about like growing up and like how you sort of are taught to perceive gender and whether you do and get like so for me because both my parents are queer and my mum is like a very mask presenting woman mm. I guess for me my I- idea of of gender has always been quite like queer anyway mm. so then it's like I've, I've never had to sort of change I've always looked like this and always kind of like been allowed to express that and that like does really affect kind of then coming into it you're like well, well I can just do what I like and that's really nice um so yeah yeah and I, I think I had kind of the opposite sort of experience with like you know perfectly supportive but very like conventional kind of family mm. where you know like if you were I was quite a masculine kid and they were like oh well that will stop at some point <laughs> we'll all just hang in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird because even me like sometimes people say I look a little bit like a man which is rude because they're being nasty but yeah, if I'm out awful. and about for example and it's the little microaggressions that people give you in it and it's almost like like someone has said to me all right mate you know, if I'm out looking gorgeous, as I do, <laughs> as you always do, yeah. as I always do, as you know, as do you lot too, but Thank they'll you. say, all right, mate, and you're like, uh, why are you saying that? That's yeah. a bit rude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't need to comment. Yeah. You know. I get that with my concierge at my flat. When I come down, he, he alternates between calling me mate or calling me babe. What? <laughs> I think we're just shocked you've got a concierge. <laughs> 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 concierge, yeah. <laughs> Cons- con- no, it's like a, it's like a, a like... Elevator. You, no, you actually have a lot of... Con- concierge <laughs> is quite a standard thing in, like, high-rise flats in London. Is it? Yeah, I'm not it sure is. if it is, babe. I swear it is. You'll be telling us you've got I a mezzanine swear, next. I swear. <laughs> it actually is. 
it's just like a big. Are you living in like a secure ward? And this is a polite <laughs> way to say it. Like you know, it's a person at the front that logs my name and says. Is it hospital, Rachel? If it's hospital, you got support. No, it's just a high rise block of black coins. It's very standard. Lots of people in East London. Please. Dig up. <laughs> Lots of people. Anyway, my concierge is a totally normal thing to have in London. Um. <laughs> Dumbleweed? <laughs> no, it is. It's, it is. No, it is very common. I mean, I see them everywhere, concierge. Everywhere you look, there's a concierge. <laughs> Can't move for them, I would them, not yeah. describe it as common. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, anyway, the concierge... It alternates between calling me mate or babe coming down. I find it so interesting about it depends on, like I realised he, start, he started calling me babe and then I had a one night stand and brought a girl down and then he suddenly started calling me mate. And it was like, what is your lines for where babe stops and mate begins? Yeah. And if it's just like a one night stand, what is that? What is that about? I've noticed an interesting, well I think it's quite interesting in that like, yeah, so this club that I work at quite a Comedy Republic, this club that I co-own, we, like, when I was started as a queer performer, you always had to make, like, a little joke when you would come on stage. You always had to be, like, you know, I used to say that I, uh, like many men, end of sentence. And <laughs> it's, like, not a perfect, but it was just, and, and just so, it's, like, this weird thing you had to say to the audience, like, hey, just so you know, I know, and don't panic about it. But these days, like, little baby queer comics, like, 20-year-olds coming on stage, are just, there's no jokes about it. Like, they just kind of start, yeah. and the audience is, like... I'm fine. Like, I don't know. I have no, like, jokey end to this. I just think it's a nice thing that it's, like... It's only... It's, like, the next generation will just have no qualms with it, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. And it's only the old one, you know... I say old ones. I don't want to, you know, shoot down a boomer. Yeah. But... Oh, no, please. <laughs> well, and if you won't... Give me a nerf gun, I'll do it. <laughs> look, there's Just a knock them off stead so they just fall into the curb. Kind of, you know. And, look, there's another... There, I've I read a report this morning about another influencer coming, so if, if we don't knock them down, it will. I thought um, there's already two on the go at the minute, isn't mm-hmm. there? What's the new one? Um, it comes from rats, I think, or oh some sort of, God. again, coming out of... Uh, yeah, yeah, fun times. Uh, so everyone welcome enjoy to the, the fringe. fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Could you but imagine at least that? gender doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. influencers. It's pandemics now. Yeah. Now... Of course, you can't ignore the Goliath of a show that you're now in on mm. in Australia. I mean, that's huge, isn't it? What mm-hmm. was it like joining the the drag race universe? It was, uh, it was, yeah, it's very fun. It's like a weird. I've had to remove any reference of it from my show because as soon as you mention it, you can really find like I don't know the, uh, drag. I don't know if anyone knows this, but drag race fans are a particular oh, yeah. um, toxic, I would describe them as. Oh, yeah. and, um, and it's such an interesting thing. that So I was creating this the show that I'm touring at the moment in um, Adelaide Fringe in Australia, and I was doing the show, like it was literally, the show was called These Are My New Jokes, No Refunds, and it was me on stage with notes, and it was very cheap tickets. And the, I had just been on Drag Race, so all the Drag Race people started to come, and something you learn quite quickly is Drag Race people um, generally don't know how to be at a show. Um, <laughs> so they would like sit up the front, get very drunk, and it's like because they didn't know that I do stand up, they just only know me as a judge on Drag Race. So they would just like heckle in such a st- or just a lot of yes queening from uh, heterosexual oh white women. God, um, what a dream! Oh my and love, <laughs> you've opened up a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and, but um, so anytime I would kind of say like, there's a story in my show about something that happened to me when I was in New Zealand filming the show but it's not about the show. And as soon as I would say, oh, I'm, I was there for Drag Race, people would just be like, yeah, like, Wednesday the show? And um, so I had to stop doing that. But it's very, it's, I realize it's on the BBC here. Oh, yeah. Whereas in Australia, it. it's on a streaming service. I was talking to Karen from Finance, one of the queens from the show, and we realised we think like we might her. be a little bit more famous here than we are in Australia because of it. It's very so strange. So what, what version is the channel that it's on in, maybe like a, so you have to pay for it. Yeah, you have like to pay Netflix for it. Like Netflix or something, yeah. yeah. It's not... Lord, it's on BBC, but that's why you get a rubbish prize. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you get like a Filofax. I mean, it's the Australian... With Drag Race on it. There you go. <laughs> cost, you, cost you 50 grand. Here's a Filofax. Oh, and you get a new YouTube video. <laughs> Congrats. You get to go watch an episode of Graham Norton be filmed. That's the <laughs> So you can see... You, you must have felt a huge shift in your career then since yeah, it's changed. Yeah, and, and it is weird, like, 
The strangest part for me, one, I had to learn how to be a judge, which I, I call myself the Paula Abdul of the group because I, <laughs> I don't say anything that, like, Michelle and Ruth's job is to be critical. I'm always just like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> like, seeing queens do, like, their best work is incredible. Um, but the weirdest part is just realise, like, for hours at a time sitting next to RuPaul and just real like... What, when you realise you're, like, teasing RuPaul about something, like, that's the yeah. very strange. It's not good for your brain to have that happen. I mean, he's green-screened then. Anyway. Yeah, he's not there. Uh, it's a hologram. So <laughs> that <laughs> was a recent thing, wasn't it? They there is this was... incredible <laughs> rumour that Ru isn't there. And it's so weird because, again, the toxic... Anyways, um, it's such a... Stra- like, because people also complain in our season about the production values. It's like, you know, we don't spend enough money on the show. Do you think we wouldn't spend enough money on the show and then have the technology to green screen in RuPaul? Like, it doesn't make... You can't have it... Again, 14-year-old girls, great, great producers. Like, I love... Because when I was a fan of the TV show, of the franchise before I was on it, I'm in with my, like, fake, like, Facebook name. I'm in some groups. I need to remove myself from them. But just it's just overhang. And so every time... It's just so hard not to be like... Shut the fuck up! Like, I don't, because it, it annoys me. I feel like I'm getting real about this now. Uh, because it undermines, like, the, the queens got to meet RuPaul and RuPaul travelled to see them and stuff. And by saying he wasn't there, it's, like, mean to the queens, I feel Yeah, like. I think it undermines mm. the generosity of the show in a way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it kind of makes, like, well, he w- didn't even bother to come. So it was like, no, he was there. He sat in a shitty hotel for two weeks in quarantine so he could do it. It must and be weird, though, sat in, the, in between those two, just being like, oh, my God. Well, they, like, the weirdest is, like, they're very, Rue's very, very, very funny. Very funny. And, but he's also obsessed with um, uh, discount chemists. <laughs> and, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, cool. Again? <laughs> we would mainly talk in New Zealand on the show, <laughs> off camera, about the different discount chemists that we like to go to and spend our pedems on during the day. He collects the... He was there. He loves to collect... What do you buy in a... Apart from Lulu, my perfume. Yeah. um, Well, this is what... He collects, like, shitty perfumes. Like, he he goes and buys, like... Gina Liano has a perfume. She's, like, a real housewife of Melbourne. And he'll buy four of them and then, like, spray them and just be like, Jesus Christ, that's awful, and puts it in his collection. Wow. <laughs> well, a true you, eccentric. If you've got enough space, I imagine, you know, they probably look quite nice, all those. You know. I like to imagine in his home, there's like a secret, uh, like a door that you open and it's just like, you know the end of Indiana Jones where it's just rows and rows and rows oh, yeah. and rows, like forklifts just of shitty ho- perfume. Yeah, Nicole Richie. Yeah. yeah. Britney Spears. And they all work there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Or there's like a, just a piece of their DNA next to it in case there's ever, you know, like that big vault in Norway. Yeah, uh. <laughs> just a bit of their DNA, so that if, if there's ever annihilation, them. they can re- recreate Britney. Yeah. And their smell, the perfume, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and their smell. He's just very funny. You know, he's like obsessed with you know Auntie Donna, the sketch group. Do you know who I'm talking? about? No, no, never mind. No. They're like an Australian sketch group. They have a show on Netflix, and he like loves Auntie Donna. Anyways, he's just a funny guy. That's yeah. all. The oh, you look. He seems gorgeous. Yeah. I, I mean, he came. He came down the flick once or twice. <laughs> you know, but that was back in the day, you know. If only he knew then, you know, what he went on to become, he wouldn't have asked to borrow that money, which I never got back. <laughs> but did you two... What did, did, you, uh, what did he swallow whole? Oh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> but let's put it this way. It came back up again quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Well, that seems like a that seems like a perfect break to move on to a little section of the show we call Dear Diane. Okay? Now this is where gorgeous guests write in, all my gorgeous internet fans write in and they ask us a question. Okay? So I'm gonna pick one at random. Ooh. Oh, there was just a lighting change for anyone listening at home. Oh, yeah. Dear Diane, how are you and Ron? Oh, planning to tighten your belts during the cost of living crisis. Oh, you probably don't get the cost of living crisis in Australia, do you? You'll have quite nice high standards of living out there. Well, we're, we're very worried about our concierges. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, you've sent shelf down. Do yeah. you believe it? <laughs> Outrage. Everyone has lots of people have concierge. Doesn't mean I'm yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Right now. This is outrageous. Yeah, I'm wearing a suit because I grew up very poor and I'm trying to hide that. Um, it's called overcorrecting. Um, the uh, look, the way it costs a little bit, we're all going to end up as concierges, maybe. We'll see. We'll be working for you, Rachel. <laughs> I don't own the flat. Me. <laughs> I don't own the tower. Me. I thought you were going to say you don't own the concierge. You're like, good. <laughs> You're not meant to own another human anymore. It'll be me, Reese, RuPaul, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ruby. Good oh, morning, my lady. Yeah. Right, babe. I'm a fuck's sake. Would you mate. like your shoe shine, me lady? Just going to the discount pharmacy. <laughs> my lord. What can we... Anything we can get you? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sure you probably live in absolute poverty. (laughs) (laughs) The truth is, you're a comedian after all. You are a comedian after all. (laughs) But it's tricky, isn't it, this cost of living crisis? I mean, to be honest, I haven't thought about this, but I don't know. I've got quite drafty windows as well. Mm. So probably brick them up. (laughs) (laughs) Start eating wood. (laughs) Drink from the sea. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't thought about it. I mean, I've got more money than cents. (laughs) <laughs> and look at this gorgeous club I've had built in a car park. <laughs> God, that was a question, but I don't know. It feels like a question for the one o'clock show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like Robert Kilroy Silk or something. <laughs> all right. And what's this one? These are all quite serious, but we'll keep cracking. Dear Diane, <laughs> any, what are your fears? Any advice? <laughs> yeah. Dear Diane. What's the worst? No. <laughs> Any advice for meeting like-minded queer people? Oh, this is nice for everyone here. It's a bit mm. queer on the stage. Where do you go? What's, where do you, what's your Any go-to advice? places? You live in London, don't you, you two? Where do you go out? Where's your little cool hangout places that you go to? Your nights out, your restaurants, your bars, your clubs? Uh, I like the RVT in Vauxhall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of gigs there, may I add. Beautiful yeah, little crowd nice. there. It's really nice. Yeah, there's a night there called uh, Butch Please. Yeah, very oh, good. Yeah. Great night. That it, lesbian night, is it? Yeah. yeah. And, and it sells out. It from the title. That's, yeah. <laughs> now that's good branding. Well, yeah. yeah, it sells out in seconds because the lesbians are organised. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but if you can get in, totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. What if you turn up dressed as a butcher? Could you also get in? Yeah, they have yeah. a special thing specifically for that. It's never happened before, but you get pride of place if you do it. Well, an alarm goes <laughs> off. You're going to meet Trey. Shot into space. <laughs> <laughs> What's the... I really like the... Um, oh, it's, like a, yeah, it's like a gay pub in London. This is so vague that I'm being so vague. The Glory? The Glory. Yeah, yeah well, that's yes, one of I my favourite hangouts. Yeah. Johnny Woo, John Sizzle, my beautiful friends own that. It's gorgeous. That's like my vibe, that kind of, like, because I remember as a teenager in early 20s being like, doof, doof, straight away, like, I've always looked like this. <laughs> like, and I've always, I used to, like, go to 
like dance clubs like in a suit and just stand up the back and wait for the drag queens to come on but then realizing you know you get a little bit older and you're like oh i can go to quiet like anywhere queer and quiet like i just op- open a bar called queer and quiet that's nice though but that, that's, that, so that, nice. that's a bit of a demographic that's not met isn't it like a because you've either got i mean let's use edinburgh for example you've got paradise palms if you've been there that's a gorgeous yeah. queer night night bar yeah and then you've got cc blues CC which blues. is like old school the gayest name in history, yeah. surely. <laughs> well, they only sell WKD. Yeah. Do you know what that's named after? No, I actually don't know. It's Bette Midler's character in Beaches. Oh, that is. That's her <laughs> name. Yeah. Cece Blue. Cece Blue. That's great. I'm doing beach. I'm doing a little show on the South Bank tomorrow. Oh. I think I can do this as an exclusive because will this show have gone out by the time I'm on stage? It probably will be. But me and my friend Monica Dolan, we're going to do beaches. Oh. The song "Wing Beneath My Wings." Do you know Monica Dolan? She's a gorgeous actress. She I was know in, that name. She was in. Um, she's got a BAFTA. <laughs> what was she in recently? That canoe thing on ITV. Did you see that? Anyway, what, doesn't the, ring the a bell. Olymp- <laughs> I'm just showing off. I'm name dropping. Forgive me. And then got Sophie Ellis Baxter. She's coming on doing a few what? songs. What? Yeah, the on the fuck? Fuck? outside Seriously? the National Theatre. Yeah, tomorrow. It's oh Milk and I've got to get the train in the bleeding morning. I've got to cancel my shows. Yeah, yeah come great. get the train with us. Then we've got to get fly back at four o'clock in the morning to get back here to do our chat show tomorrow at five. Sophie Ellis Baxter. I yeah. loved her during the. I loved her during. She really flourished during the pandemic. Oh, she did. Yeah. She was putting on these, like these online shows of just her and her kids having dance parties. I know. It was the greatest. I've been to her house because we did her fortieth birthday. Milky and I. Oh, yeah, me and her like that now. What was that, that from five years from now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to compliment Sophie Ellis <laughs> from a podcast. <laughs> I'll put a good word in for you tomorrow. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it, what a spread they put on Milky. I stole about 15 dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sophie, if you're listening, but it's too late. You'd have done the show by then. Is she tiny? Oh, no, she's, she's a lovely. She's huge. No, <laughs> she's tall and elegant. She's very tall, very elegant. She's very tall, very elegant. More of a Danny. Oh, she's <laughs> what a presence! Really? And you should oh. hear the set list she's doing oh, stop for tomorrow. It. She's only doing three songs, but they're called Murder on the Dance Floor really three sure. times. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Doing, I'll do it. I wouldn't even mind. I might yeah. as well just say it. Mind. Who cares? She's doing Spiller, Groove Jet. Oh, then she's doing sick. a new single. Then she's doing Murder on the Dance Floor. All this on Saturday. Anyway, I'm talking about yeah. talk about myself when I'm on a chat show. You didn't do Parky, do that, did you? Probably because his life is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Diane, I've got one more left. And we've got, got to finish it, haven't I? We've had such nice chats, the time's flown by. Oh my God, what a life. Dear Diane, my wife wants to take me on a P&Q, P&O cruise. But I will feel, <laughs> but I will feel trapped. What should I do? Have you ever been on a cruise? I said this the other day about going on a cruise, but have you ever been on a cruise? I have. I've done like, I've performed on cruises. Oh, I bet, I bet you'll hit on those cruise ships. Uh, yeah. Especially looking in as gorgeous as you do. The, yeah, I look like staff. The, um, <laughs> the the dream is because I don't do like the long. I've only ever done like the short ones. We go out for like see in Australia they do these. They're called comedy cruises, and they just go into open water, do donuts, and come back uh, three days later. But the dream is you you want to perform on the last night because if you perform on the first night, they just know you on the ship then because everyone goes to the ship and then you can't then you, you can't, can't be anonymous. Yeah. yeah. Um. The I heard a. I've said this on stage before, but I heard a thing once where a, a, a member of the crew got very drunk and told me a story about how... Because I was saying, oh, like, do, like... Is there a morgue? <laughs> I asked her if there was a morgue on the ship, basically. <laughs> That's the spirit. And, <laughs> she, and she was like... And she said, yeah, well... Um, and she was pissed when she said this, and she was like, worked in the kind of medical part. And she said, well, yeah, but it's like... And so a lot of people live out on the ships now, like... With the, I, I, People don't look after old people anymore, so people just live on cruise ships for the rest of their lives because it's good food. And it's right. Sorry, it's I'm not- going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and so they live out there. And so sometimes, if, if they're out there for like weeks at a time, and a few people die, they have to. She said, "If ever you see people selling ice, uh, giving out free ice cream on deck, it means that someone has died and they've had to put them in the freezer." <laughs> oh, oh my god! My god. I don't know if I should have told that story. <laughs> I love it. That is an exclusive oh, and a half. And then I also God. watched a man in a gong show. We do these shows where the people can come up on stage from the passengers and do like stand up for the first time. We can gong them off. And I watched a man try and propose to his girlfriend and she said no and then someone gonged him. 
<laughs> and then the next day, <laughs> loads of ice cream. Ice cream everywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he couldn't get over it, bless him. No, I told gosh. that story so badly. There's usually a lot more jokes than that old people are dead story. But oh, anyway, well, we enjoyed it. We were in the series. how much my parents... Love a cruise, and now I'm like, oh god, what if they die on a cruise? Yeah, I was going to say, Rachel, you must, you must do a cruise every other week, too. <laughs> what with you? With the concierge. I'm just off on the, me, yeah. Sorry, concierge. I'm just off on another cruise. <laughs> Doing the Disney one keep, this week. Keep weekend, hold of my yeah. post if you can. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and the concierge comes and like waves at you from the harbour yeah, with a hanky. Yeah. yeah. Waters all my plants all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, you've been on a cruise? <laughs> never, no, no. Have you both oh. been on a cruise? Never been on a cruise, been on a ferry. That's microdosing a cruise. Well, ferry will do. Yeah. Where were you going on the ferry? Um, the ooh. New World. <laughs> yeah, that's I how I came over. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I just have a very clear memory of being on a ferry at some Was point. Was it Isle of Wight? That's a classic ferry. That, yeah, I have done that ferry. With you. Have we? Yeah. Oh. Ooh, you should have your own shows about travel. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember I went on that ferry that time? Yeah, you did. Where was I going? I can't remember. Well, let's, do it. let's talk a bit more Look, about it for another yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. Shelf, do travel. Yeah. Yeah. Like Look out, Michael couple. Palin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, well, do you know what? Time has flown by. I haven't even asked you about your shows and what your shows are about and what time they're on. Could we do that? Let's do that quick before we do a little song. So just tell us about your show, what they're about, because that would be... That'd be gorgeous. And I've seen bits of your snow, so I know it's absolutely stunning and it's getting all the good reviews. Is it not? It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's going very well. We're very happy with it. Yeah, so we're on at 7.15. The show's called Hair. It's basically about Ruby cutting her hair and getting treated very differently and kind of about gender expression um, and how we've had a very different experience of that. Yeah, and I guess, um, yeah, so our, we've kind of grown up together, so it's kind of about... There's completely different ways of experiencing gender, um, and then there's lots of songs. Beautiful. And from Rachel, lots of dancing. So. And you are quite a mover. Thank you. I have to say that. Thank you. We'll Everyone talks about Ruby playing guitar, yeah. singing. You don't get I'm enough moving. credit. What about me? I'm a gyrating hips. Yeah, and you can't you can't see it if you're listening to this, but she's doing it right now. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's been doing it the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> very <laughs> distracting. The it's weird we haven't the commented Michael on it until now. That's <laughs> who you are. <laughs> Just moving so quickly, yeah. levitate. Yeah. People can't even tell, like a hummingbird. Yeah. <laughs> Reese, okay, beautiful babe, what about yours? Um, I'm insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm 825, I'm in underbelly, uh, in the, yeah, Frisian, no, not Frisian, uh, Ermintrude. They're all cow names, just find it. Um... <laughs> It's, the show's called Reese, 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 and it's mainly, it's just, I wanted to name it after the Judy Garland <laughs> Live at Cuddy Hall album that's just called Judy, 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 because um, I hadn't written my show yet. Um, and it's kind of just, I don't know, it's a stand-up show. It's fun. It's like, it's it won best show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Ooh. and... Uh, Clang. And, and Sydney, <laughs> Clang, sorry, I'll just pick up these pile of awards I've brought. It's weird no one's brought, the, brought up the fact that I've been holding awards this whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, come on by. I'm having a really nice time. I was just, we were talking before the record about how I'm, I'm having like we're having a nice enough time at the fringe that I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop like it, it shouldn't be going this well so come on by and watch me cry <laughs> we be, be there the night it falls <laughs> <laughs> the be the turn. reason yeah be the reason <laughs> commit yes queen <laughs> <laughs> yes queen <laughs> RuPaul's the green screen. He's Yoda. <laughs> the moment someone clicks in the air at my show, they are removed by security. Yeah, quite instantly. <laughs> well, their seat just drops through and they yeah, fall yeah. into the, yeah. the, the... If it's a cow, it'll be into the udder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. Now, we finish up the show. We've had a gorgeous time. Oh, my God. Loved every second. Thank you so much for being guests. But the way we... Give me something, Milky. What you got for me? You're looking very sporty. Anyone listening at home, Milky's wearing a pair of Speedos and that's it. <laughs> and they pulled up his crack as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just make up a song. Oh, no. It's a gorgeous sunny day on the cruise. The sun's shining on my forehead. There's a little body swimming in the sea. No, in the swimming pool. It stopped moving. Someone jumps in to help them out, but it's too late. They're dead. 
So someone comes along and drives them out and puts them in the freezer. <laughs> what's that person's name, they say? Oh, that's Mike. Oh, what's Mike do? Well, he's a concierge in London. He's a concierge in London. And he spends his time in love. This is rubbish. With... Rachel, <laughs> anyone want to do it first? Because I'm failing here dismally. I am absolutely not doing a verse. <laughs> no, I can't. I, 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 I can't sing. Really? You can't do. You're oh, a comedy. You really need comedy musical act. Go on, yeah, Ruby. Go on, you don't Ruby. have to. Right, there's no one here to see it. I'll gyrate. <laughs> I don't think I'm good enough at improv for this. That's why we script everything. Yeah, <laughs> neither <laughs> am I. It seems that was pretty good. That was, that was right, all right, yeah. wasn't it? At first, yeah, yeah, then I lost my confidence. You what just was said the, London a few What was times. the chorus? The chorus was... In London, I a, thought. I think it was... It's a well. A concierge in London. He lives his life. A concierge in London. He lead a good life. They say, but why did he die? Why? He was having a good time last night watching... A comedian thrive. Who was it? What was their name? Oh, Reese, I think. I think the name was Reese. It was so good that no one could handle it. And everyone on the ship died. And then there was loads of free ice cream, like Vionetta, <laughs> Cornettos, Soleros. And then the whole ship just got a rat influenza. And then they died. And then there was some Robin. Okay, thanks for joining us for Time with Julie. <laughs> Oh, well, you can't get them all. You can't win them all. You got <laughs> most of them. It's live. It's live. It's live. So great. sometimes they're rubbish, sometimes they're good. On this occasion, I'll give it six out of ten. I'll give it, it eight out of ten. It read like Would a you? nine. Yeah. It read like yeah. a nine. Okay, well, that's all I asked for. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to the beautiful record of our podcast. It's a hot day out there. You have been so charitable with your time. We're very grateful. Such a nice time. Yeah, it's been lovely. Yeah. I don't want to do my show. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but then again, I haven't since the day I arrived. So. <laughs> what else has changed? All I want to do is watch ITV. <laughs> the Masked Singer reruns. That's all I want. I'm going to do that one day. And do you know what I'm going to be? A big gatto. <laughs> A big black forest gatto. Just pied right in the face. Anyway, shut up, Diane. Thank you to my beautiful guests, Reese Nicholson and Shelf. Woo! You've been wonderful. This is a hat trick cob pass coming to you live from my beautiful club in Edinburgh, The Flick. Thank you, Chris Jones, my beautiful producer. Diggory, way over there. He's decided just to join us. He's not even bothering. Alex at the back there, Shador. Thank you, everyone, for a lovely cob pass and goodbye. Beautiful. And Milky. Thank you, Milky. I love you. You're the best. Oh, gorgeous. Chatting with Truly is recorded at my beautiful club, The Flick, down in the Assembly Underground. Oh, gorgeous. A big thanks to the wonderful people down at Berksness and my beautiful little music geek, Andy Goddard. Assistant producer is Diggory Waite. My beautiful little producer is Chris Jones. This is a Hat Trick Cobcast. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.